welcome to the Resurgence Audio Podcast. Resurgence is a community platform for spiritual development, and our mission is to learn to live as God intended. For more info on the Resurgence platform, or to get on the waiting list for the launch of the platform, please visit www.joinresurgence.com. Thanks once again for tuning in. Hey, welcome back to the Resurgence Podcast. My name is Ben Richard, and I am the lead communicator here at Resurgence. You're listening to episode 26, and the title of today's episode is Where's Your Cushion? Now, I know that's a strange name for a podcast episode, but I promise if you stick with me, it'll make sense by the end. This last Sunday, I started a series of talks. It's three talks, actually, and it's all based on finding rest in a restless world. And let me tell you, there's no other sermon series that I think is more needed in today's world than this one. I've taken a keen interest in studying and researching the mental and emotional state of people in different people groups all over the world, especially since the pandemic. I don't think it's news that we live in a very different world today than even five years ago. And I believe that five years from now, the world will look very different to the way it looks today. We are living in a time of rapid change and in a world of uncertainty, if you're needing certainty regarding your life today or even the future, trust me, you want to invest time in God's word, seeking his kingdom, acquainting yourself with his presence, learning to hear his voice. It'll do you good for now and even for the future. We're going to get into the scriptures right now, but before I get into that, let me tell you about this painting that I have in my living room. The title of the painting is Christ in the Storm on the Sea of Galilee. It's a painting that was done in 1633 by the famous painter Rembrandt. I really fell in love with this painting during a very difficult time in my own life personally. And what I love most about the painting is it's a beautiful painting, no doubt, but If you look at Jesus in this boat, he's actually in the boat with 13 disciples, not 12, which is pretty strange because we know that he had 12 main disciples and it's beautifully painted. Jesus is in the storm, his face is glowing and he has 13 disciples in the boat. And the reason there are 13 disciples in the boat is because Rembrandt, the painter, actually painted himself into the story. And if you look closely at his face in the painting, it is the exact same face of a self-portrait that he had made years earlier. It was one of his first paintings. And I found that so deeply profound because I had not done enough self-reflection in my own life. When I was a pastor for close to 20 years, I was just go, 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 go. You know, I I was a workhorse. I didn't take time to rest. I didn't take adequate time to self-reflect. And being in a season where I had resigned from ministry and I had so many hours and days and weeks and months even just to myself, I found myself sitting with God, even going through his word and trying to figure out who I was once again. And just as Rembrandt painted himself into the story, that's my favorite way to read the Bible. And that's the way we're going to look at the scriptures today. Mark chapter 4 tells us a story of Jesus in the storm with his disciples. Mark chapter 4 verses 35 to 41, it says, As evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, 
Let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out, leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon, a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are drowning? When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, Silence, be still. And suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples now were terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Let's begin by saying, hey, listen, this was God's idea, all right? It wasn't their idea to get in the boat and go to the other side of the lake. This was Jesus's idea. Jesus had finished a whole day of teaching. He turns to his disciples and he says, guys, let's go over to the other side of the lake. So they're like, okay, cool. Let's, let's, let's jump in the boat. They jumped in the boat and they started out. They went out to sea and suddenly there was a storm. There were high waves and these waves began filling the boat with water. And don't forget, there were other boats that were following as well. So this wasn't the only boat out at sea. I know many Christians, when they imagine the story of Jesus in the boat with his disciples in a storm, many people have imagined it as though they were the only ones out at sea in the midst of the storm. But the truth is, the scriptures tell us there were other boats that were following. They weren't going in their own direction. They were actually following this boat with Jesus and his disciples. They didn't have electricity in those days, so no one had torches. They couldn't light a torch with fire because they were in a storm. It would have blown the fire out. It's the nighttime. They're out at sea. They're in the middle of a lake. I've been in that lake. They call it the Sea of Galilee, but it's really a lake. And it's pretty, it's pretty wide. So if you're out in the middle of the night, especially if it's a moonless night and there's a storm, you could be fighting the waves. You could be fighting the wind. And at some point, you're not even going to know if you're going back to where you came from or you're actually making your way to the other side of the lake. You don't know which way you're rowing. You know how to row, but you don't know if you're rowing in the right direction. So there's confusion. There's the threat of death. There's waves coming into the boat. And they're pretty convinced that they're going to die. And they turn to Jesus. And Jesus is asleep with his head on a cushion. I've seen fishing boats from that era because we went to a museum. I remember when we were uh, in the Holy Land, uh, right outside the Sea of Galilee, there was a museum that we went to and they showed us what these boats look like. Boats, these fishing boats, they don't come with cushions. They don't come with seating areas. It's not like modern-day Arabian dhows, okay? So these are small fishing boats. They don't come with cushions. So it only tells me that either Jesus got in the boat with his own cushion or he got into the boat and found a cushion left there by somebody else and he thought to himself, oh man, I'm going to rest my head on that cushion and go to sleep. Isn't it crazy that you could be in the worst storm of your life 
and the God that you need to come through for you is asleep in the storm with his head on a cushion. Now, if you read this scripture in any translation of the Bible, it literally mentions the cushion. It could mention a pillow in some versions, but Jesus is there. And it's important for us to know that his head is on the cushion because really the storms that we go through in our life, there could be things that are happening externally, but the storm inside our mind, the storm in our heads and even in our hearts sometimes are way harder for us to calm down than what is going on externally. Jesus is asleep in my storm and yours. And how do we respond? The disciples responded by waking him up and asking him, don't you care? Don't you care about us? I don't know if you've ever been in that place. I don't know if you've ever wondered, does God even care about me? Look at what I'm going through. I'm in the middle of a storm right now. These men are used to storms. They're used to even being out on the waters at night. Peter himself, he was a fisherman. And the Bible tells us there were times when he would go out at night and he would fish and he would catch nothing and he would just come back. So this, these men are used to being out on the water at night, but this storm was different. This storm, the Bible says, was fierce. And they said to Jesus, as though they were sure about it, we're going to drown. So Jesus gets up and he calms the storm and then he turns to them. He calms the storm because it's easier for God to calm the storm that is outside of you than to calm the storm that is inside of you. He turns to them and he asks them a question. Why? Why are you so afraid? Have you not given your life to me? Didn't I say we're going to the other side? See, if God has released the word saying this is where we're going, no man can stop you. No circumstance in life can stop you. You are going to get there because Jesus is in your boat. The problem is your eyes are on the storm. The problem is your eyes are looking at the waves. The problem is you're trying with all your logic and your own strength to get that water out of the boat when you should really be just resting in knowing that God's going to take you to the other side. And so Jesus asked them this question. And because they see the storm has been calmed, they turn to one another, terrified, asking one another, who is this man? Well, what did they call him? They said, teacher. Teacher, don't you care? See, he was more than a teacher. Teachers don't calm storms. Miracle workers do. The Messiah can. The Savior of the world can. God in the flesh can. A teacher, a mere teacher cannot calm a storm. So they ask each other, who is this man? Because even the wind and the waves obey him. Let me tell you something. Every storm that you find yourself in will give you an opportunity to upgrade your revelation of God. I'll say that one more time. Every storm you find yourself in gives you the opportunity to upgrade your revelation of God. You thought he was just a teacher but now you know him otherwise. So my prayer for you is that if you're going through a storm in your life, that you would not only find Jesus in your boat, but that you would receive the peace that he has. See, Jesus could calm the storm outside of him because there was no storm inside of him. He was fast asleep. And my prayer is that you learn to do that. You learn to sleep in every storm you're in. 
because you know that God is in the boat with you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I have been through so many storms in my life, some greater than others. And even now, I tend to worry, I tend to fear, I tend to doubt. I sometimes try to fix things on my own, and if not, then I try to find every other avenue or person possible before I finally turn to you. I'm not sure if it's because I feel you won't help me because I'm not deserving of it, or maybe it's because I'd rather just trust my logic or another person than to have faith in you. Forgive me. Forgive me for allowing myself to only believe and trust in what my eyes can see. Forgive me for only trusting what makes sense to me. Forgive me for not believing that with you all things are possible. Teach me to rest, not in my own understanding or my own abilities, but teach me to rest in you. Teach me to rely on your spirit, to be empowered by the flow of your grace in my life. Jesus, teach me to trust you. Teach me to trust the Father as you did. In your name I pray. Amen. All right, that wraps it up for today's episode. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I hope you have an awesome day. And I look forward to being back with you once again tomorrow. God bless.